Are you an adventurer looking to take your hunt to the next level? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to East Meets West Hunt with your host, Bo Martonic. All right, welcome back to another episode of the East Meets West Hunt podcast, part of the daily podcast from the Elk Hunt in Colorado. This will be a recap of days both five and six in this one, mostly because on day five we didn't do any hunting. Um, got completely rained out in the morning and we're kind of socked in the tents until a um, little afternoon and at that point, uh, we decided to go back into town and regroup and kind of come up with an, a plan to relocate from not being able to find any elk in the in the areas that we'd found them in the past. So I'm here again tonight with my dad, and uh, we're sitting at a, a new base camp on a different part of the unit, and it was basically a, a good three-hour drive away. Yeah, we did some uh, e-scouting last night and uh, came up with a, 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 what we thought would be a, a better opportunity uh, based on the conditions of what we had seen the first uh, four days of the elk hunt. And uh, we was, it ended up being a little bit more of a hike than I think we, we anticipated to get back to where we wanted to get to. And pretty much uh, by the time we drove in and got camp set up, it was probably what close to twelve thirty before we started hiking up. Yeah, it was a little yeah a little bit before that, but somewhere around there. But uh, then uh, end up being probably what a three hour hike, four hour hike. What did before we got up to where we wanted to be? Yeah, it was about four hours. It was what just under or about six miles. Um, and just 2,500 feet elevation gain somewhere around there. But, yeah. uh, but first you kind of forgot that, um, the reason how we found the area was cause we talked to a guy in the, ran into a guy in the parking lot of the hotel. We decided to grab a hotel last night and ran into a guy in the, in the parking lot and he was, uh, wearing hunting clothing. So I went up and just started talking to him and the guy was basically was really open with it with me about uh giving me the spot and more or less because he said he was sick of hiking up in there but he had a bunch of encounter with elk and everything else and he said he was looking for an easier uh area of train i guess to to get into and it's pretty easy to see why why he had that that mindset but um kind of as my dad was saying there it's it's a long hike in to do from a day hunt perspective. We're kind of tossing back the idea of whether we want to pack in for the last couple of days or if it's even worth going back to this spot. There's definitely elk sign, um, but they're still not bugling. They're not making any sort of, uh, I guess, giving us any sort of feedback there. And this is another high country area, so... The, the only option that we would have is really to glass the big basins and hoping that they're coming out into them to to feed in the mornings and at night. But, I mean, we saw a lot of deer tonight, that was for sure. Yeah, and, and, and what was different for, at this part of the unit was the uh, at that elevation, it was green. It wasn't uh, the brown in the other part of the unit that we experienced where there was no food. Yeah, 
No, that, that's true. That's exactly true. And it's funny because we're not really that far away, even though it took us uh, over a three-hour drive to, to get to here, mostly because how bad the roads were. But, yeah, that it's uh, basically the same mountain range. And the high country here at 11,000, 12,000 feet is green, where all the way down to 8,500 feet in that other location was brown and burnt from not getting much rain. Yes, definitely, and uh, and the deer, yeah, like you said, there's plenty, a lot, a lot of deer sign or a lot of deer we've seen. Um, probably, I'd say, dozen, maybe even close to two dozen. Yeah, I bet we saw over twenty of them. Yeah, yeah, because anyway, one one really good buck, one really good deer, made me wish I had, wish I would have got my uh, burned my points and got a uh, tag for mule deer, but. Either way, we saw um, a bunch of forked horns and then that one real nice one. Other than that, just a bunch of does the whole way up and down through this, this basin. So the area that we moved to, uh, to be able to describe it, it's still high country like we were at, but it's a lot more big open basins um, and a lot of cliffs and everything else. I mean, it's some super steep country. Um uh, I don't. I really don't know how to explain it other than it's just your your typical, um, yeah, your typical high country. It looks more mule deer country than elk, in my opinion, and that's kind of what we're seeing. I agree. I agree, hundred percent. Yeah. So we're uh, trying to come up with a plan for tomorrow, which will be day seven now, and to see what what, uh, what we what we can do, I guess. Because to be able to hike into there, to get there by first light up in um, up in that basin without blowing anything out. So there's only one way to get up in there to glass, and that's by going right through their bedding area. And just the way the basin's laid out, and that must be why the elk are hanging out up there. Their escape routes are flawless. So what we're thinking about doing is sitting in a camp in the morning, and we're able to glass all across this hillside from our, our new camp location here and kind of glass that at first light see if anything comes out then after that um head back up into the basin hike the six or seven miles whatever it is and and kind of loop around so that because today when we went up in i think we kind of put ourselves in a bad situation because the wind changed as we were going up and we found a lot of fresh sign a lot of fresh sign but we think we may have blown them out when we were getting up up to the above tree line there so that was kind of a bummer but uh so we're gonna try to do something a little different maybe loop around it's gonna be a lot longer of a hike but it uh it could be worth it and then after that basically just go and stay in above them when the thermals are coming up and running through their bedding area just bugling and trying to get them to try to stir things up i mean it's september 6th today um anytime it should be it should be getting time for them to start sounding off a little bit and, and getting aggressive you'd think yeah i would think it would start turning on here pretty soon so yeah so that's uh that's it for day five and six recap here and we'll get back to you tomorrow night on how uh day seven plays out Thanks so much for listening to this episode of East Meets West Hunt with your host, Bo Martonic. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit eastmeetswesthunt.com, Facebook at East Meets West Outdoors, and Instagram at East Meets West Hunt. If you enjoyed today's episode, please review and subscribe, and we'll catch you next time.